Welcome to the Get Over Divorce podcast, where you'll learn to get your power back, hold healthy boundaries, and become the confident, successful single woman who can find real lasting love yet. Divorce sucks, but the rest of your life doesn't have to. Let's create a life you love. I'm your host, relationship coach, Julie Danielson. Let's do this. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we're talking about people-pleasing and burnout and overwhelm. And a lot of times, the root cause comes from women who are overextending themselves in ways that don't feel nourishing or aligned with their values. So another word is the mental load that we carry, right? And that invisible mental load is oftentimes the things that women are doing that people undervalue. They completely take these things for granted, right? Like the laundry or picking up your child from school or, you know, getting them ready for school in the morning and getting them off to school and cleaning up the vomit or all the little messes around the house. Like there is this massive amount of invisible workload that goes on that is thankless. And when you think of your marriage, there were probably a lot of things that you did and you took responsibility for doing as a woman, because if you didn't do them, they simply weren't going to get done. I was reading something on Facebook the other day about a woman who just was super sick and tired of, um, cleaning her house and her husband and not contributing. And he basically said to her that you have a unattainable level of cleanliness that you want to keep this house. And she said, okay, fine. Let's see what your level looks like. And she moved out of the master bedroom and master bathroom and she stayed in the guest bath. Well, 11 months later, she walks in to assess what's going on. And it was disgusting. Like he did not even change his towels. There was black mold in the shower. I mean, it was just as disgusting as disgusting can be. He never cleaned it, you know? And what she realized was that he wasn't willing to help out. He wasn't willing to do the things that she needed him to do as a partner to keep a clean house, right? So our society supports this patriarchal view that there are just some things that women need to do and they get it all done and it's like magic, right? Um, There's another video where the guy's like, oh, honey, don't worry about the laundry. Watch this is a magic laundry hamper. You just put all the laundry in it and it magically gets done, right? And it's just this kind of joke on how men don't understand how all of these things just magically get done. And it is because of that invisible load that women carry. And, you know, I talk about the patriarchy a little bit, or I mentioned it here And the patriarchy literally means the rule of the father. 
and it's used to refer to a social system where men control a disproportionately large share of social, economic, political, and religious power. And, you know, the rule of the father, that's also the power at home, right? And attributes that are seen as feminine or pertaining to women are undervalued while attributes regarded as masculine or pertaining to men are always very privileged. This is why women are raised to be the good girl, to be quiet and to not have a voice, whether it's because she did all her chores or she was quiet or she was chaste and she didn't have sex because, you know, of religious beliefs. And that's just what a good girl does, right? Being quiet and not taking up space like the little boys did was a box that women are put in as a child, right? And burnout and overwhelm can occur with women who are trying so hard to do all the things and please all the people around them. And you may not think of it as people-pleasing in your world. Maybe it feels more like over-functioning or the mental load, but all of these things are related and they all stem from that desire to make other people happy. And it shows up in so many places. It shows up at work with your boss because you end up working late and taking on extra tasks to please the boss. Um, Even if it affects your work-life balance, it means saying yes to every request that comes across your desk, even if it means overcommitting and feeling overwhelmed. It means not speaking up about concerns or pushing back on unrealistic expectations. You know, I remember taking a job um, because I was promised I'd be able to get off in time to go pick up my kids from school and they would never have to have after-school daycare. Well, (laughs) that didn't work out. And I was still paying for after-school care because I was never able to leave that job and get there in time to pick up my kids. So this people-pleasing also shows up with your partner or a boyfriend. And, you know, I... I have to say, like, I know a lot of women that divorced their first, their husband or second husband or however many husbands, because they didn't feel supported. They felt like the woman who I talked about in the first story, whose husband literally did not pick up a finger to clean the house, right? So when we people please in a relationship, it means you are over accommodating their partner's preferences for activities, for the division of labor. Um, It is suppressing your own needs or emotions to avoid conflict in order to keep that person happy. It is sacrificing your personal goals and aspirations to support your partner's dreams. I see a lot of women who did that and now they're suffering because They supported their husband's huge, extensive career for years and years and years. And now these women were stay-at-home moms and they're being divorced and they have nothing, right? They don't have a job to fall back on or a career to fall back on. 
I see people pleasing showing up with women who have young children. They are, especially in a divorced household, they're overextending themselves by constantly catering to their child's demands and their wants. And they feel obligated to make their young children happy no matter what, because they feel guilty about their divorce, right? They end up neglecting their self-care to ensure that their children have all of the things that they desire. And they have difficulty setting boundaries or saying no, because they don't want to disappoint their children. People-pleasing shows up with women who have adult children, right? They and, and this is how it looks. They are continuously bailing out their adult children from financial crises or personal crises. They are ignoring their own financial obligations and prioritizing their adult children's problems over their own. They feel responsible for their adult children's happiness and success, right? And another way that people-pleasing shows up is with their close friends. People-pleasing with your close friends means you're always available to them, even at the expense of your alone time or personal time or family time. Sometimes it means you're agreeing with friends in order to avoid conflict or disagreement. Um, maybe you are not expressing your true feelings just to maintain harmony in that relationship. People pleasing also shows up in other areas of your life. Maybe you're involved in a community or church organization and you're joining numerous organizations, clubs, or committees, each with their own demands. You are over committing yourself Maybe you're overcommitting yourself with charitable commitments, maybe um, committing to fundraisers or even donations and overextending yourself that way. And there's also people pleasing other extended family, right? Maybe you feel responsible for taking care of extended family members, including your elderly parents or distant relatives. So even social media can put pressure on us as women to show up and maintain this perfect image. And, you know, that might increase your desire of getting validation externally by, you know, how many people comment or how many people hit the like button. All of these situations beg for your time, energy, and effort that you may not have. And when you say yes to doing all these things that you feel like are a should do, you're actually out of alignment with your true self. And this can be a paradox to a lot of people because they think people-pleasing is love. And serving others is a way of showing your love, but also being kind to yourself is a way of showing love. And it's not a black and white situation where if you do good things for people, they will think you love them. Or sometimes it's actually not good or helpful to do things for people that you love. Because when you're people-pleasing, 
you might be doing something for someone so that they do not experience discomfort. This puts you in that rescuer role. And if you're constantly rescuing people, they will never experience the discomfort of their own actions or inactions that would require them to step up and do something for themselves that creates that self-responsibility and that self-reliance. If you're constantly rescuing somebody, they never have to show up for themselves to get shit done, right? They can rely on you to do it for them. And that's taking away their growth. It is taking away that discomfort that actually causes their growth. So I think there's a fine line between, you know, showing your child that you care for them and people-pleasing them. People-pleasing can show up when you feel like you're trying to help somebody, but really you're just harping on them about how something should be done. Again, (laughs) as a mom, this has been my MO to try and take charge and tell my kids how to do something right. But all that really does is it ends up me showing up as bitching and them feeling emotionally whipped. You know, like, you know, I have an example of when my younger son was getting ready to go to college. I was the one with the checklist and all the to-do items and pushing him and pushing him to get shit done. And I took on the responsibility to check all the boxes and make sure that he was completely set up his first year of college. Now that was his first year. And I overwhelmed him with all the things that needed to be done. And I sounded like a drill sergeant. Granted, all this stuff had to get done. But this year was his second year. And I let him know in advance that he would be responsible for his registration He would be responsible for finding where he wanted to live off campus if that's what he was going to do. And he would be responsible for finding a job when he spent this last summer with me. And honestly, because I set that expectation, it's like it all went off without a hitch. He was a little bit late registering for a class, but he eventually got the class on his own and he learned a valuable skill in troubleshooting that. He also learned the hard way that if he doesn't register on time, he's not going to get the class he needs. So the discomfort that people need to feel is their own growing experience. And if you swoop in and rescue them every single time that they're having that moment of potential growth, you would be robbing them of that experience. And People-pleasing causes so much anxiety and stress because when you are really entrenched in people-pleasing mode, you are hyper-aware of everyone else's needs. You are on standby, just waiting to pounce when somebody needs something. This causes so much stress for you because anytime you had plans for getting something done, it's immediately side railed because little Timmy has a baseball game and the family that was going to take him no longer can. So that report you were working on tonight is now going to have to be put off three hours because you're going to that baseball game. And it's going to make you 
even more exhausted and non-functioning at work. Okay. So it is a perpetual cycle and it's something that we perpetuate ourselves by not letting other people have their own struggle and, and have that learning experience that they need. Now let's talk about how people pleasing shows up in new relationships or dating. (laughs) Let's see. I came up with 10. Number one, excessive agreeableness. And, oh, I really, I think about like, I talked to women inside my Facebook group and I remember talking to a woman who kind of immediately falls in love on a first date with a person because she's kind of projecting who she wants him to be. And she would display this excessive agreeableness. She would agree with his opinions. She would, you know, let him pick where they wanted to go, where they wanted to eat, what they wanted to eat. And she would kind of lack having different viewpoints or interests. And what happened was this would make her look uninteresting to her date because she lacked that authenticity of being a whole on her own independent woman with her own brain and independent thinking. This prevents that that development of a genuine connection. Okay. And I think all of these things kind of do that. Number two, sex and pleasure, maybe agreeing to sex too soon or not speaking up for getting your sexual needs met. This could show up like faking an orgasm or having sex when you don't feel like it, right? That's what people pleasing in bed looks like. Number three, avoiding conflict. A lot of women avoid addressing issues or concerns early in a relationship because they just want to maintain harmony. They fear that expressing their true feelings or opinions could lead to conflict or rejection. But ladies, I'm telling you, when you're with the right partner, the opposite is actually true. When you dive headfirst into overcoming a conflict with somebody who also wants to overcome that conflict, it actually builds connection. Number four, people pleasing in a relationship also shows up when you are over-investing emotionally. People pleasers become overly emotionally invested in a new relationship, kind of like the first example I gave. They prioritize their partner's needs and desires above their own And this can lead to neglecting your self-care, neglecting your personal goals. And this, again, is not sexy. Only the wrong kind of guy is going to like this. But even him is not really going to appreciate it. All right. Number five, people-pleasing shows up by seeking validation. Constantly seeking approval from that new partner can be people-pleasing, always seeking reassurance or that constant attention, right? Number six, neglecting your friends and your hobbies. Women 
put their social lives and their hobbies on hold to prioritize a new relationship, this is going to lead to a loss of your personal well-being, your sense of self. Your close friends might, you know, lose interest in you because you're always prioritizing the new boyfriend, right? And honestly, the right guy wants a woman who has her own life. A good guy wants a woman who has her own hobbies, her own friends, her own career path, her own plans, and doesn't always say yes to him, doesn't wait for him to entertain her, right? All right, number seven, overanalyzing and overthinking. People pleasers may obsessively analyze their partner's words, actions, They are trying to anticipate their partner's needs and preferences, and this can lead to anxiety and insecurity because they're always trying to be perfect for their partner, right? Number eight, ignoring red flags. Women who are people-pleasing in a relationship may overlook warning signs or unhealthy behaviors in the new partner because they're afraid of upsetting them or being alone. And this can lead to staying in toxic or unfulfilling relationships. Okay. And number nine, sacrificing your goals. I've seen so many women that have abandoned their own goals, their own dreams, their career plans, their aspirations in order to support their partner's dreams, his ambitions, they put their own life on hold. And that's a problem. You are responsible for reaching your own goals. Okay, and number 10, difficulty saying no. People pleasers find it challenging to say no to their partners, whether it's a request for something or an invitation, even when it inconveniences them or it goes against their interest. So it is really important that you're being truthful with yourself and that you're being the protector of that truth. Your pleasure Your wants, your needs, your desires are important, and it is up to you to put them first. Nobody else is going to do that. But I tell you what, the right guy is going to find it really freaking attractive when a woman owns her truth, owns her pleasure, right? Your part is to learn what it is you want, whatever it is in life what you want in your physical sexual life, what you want in your hobbies and activities, how you spend your time, how you spend your money, everything. And you have to be willing to disappoint someone. Think about the real impact of people-pleasing. People are constantly pulling strings to get you to do things. And it causes so much stress on you because you're constantly trained to jump into action when anyone in your life needs something. So pay attention to that real cost, the real impact 
because it doesn't just affect your time, but you're also taking away somebody else's learning experience. And in a relationship, you're taking away the potential to truly have a deeper, deeper lasting connection with somebody, right? Because the wrong guy is going to love this people-pleasing woman who can't say no and sacrifices herself for him. That's what a narcissistic guy wants, right? But a real healthy relationship with a guy who is confident, healthy, and whole and displays a secure attachment style, those are the guys that don't want you to people please. And ladies, you don't have to agree with all the ways that patriarchy shows up in our lives, right? Like it happened. We can't go back and undo what society has done to us, but you do get to redefine the roles you take on and the rules that you make up for yourself. And you do get to assert your own wants, needs, and desires and make it happen for you. I honestly feel like because of divorce, women are finally learning to please themselves. And if you're going to people please anyone on this planet, it really does need to be you. All right, everyone, that's it for today. Thank you so much for being here. If you love my podcast, will you do me a favor and go give it a five-star review and just tell me what you love? I absolutely read every review and rating that I have out there. So I would appreciate it. It helps other people find this podcast. And I have a secret goal of getting into the top 1% of all podcasts and It seems like I'm really close because I'm in the top 1.5%, but I think the the higher in the percentage you go, I mean, absolutely the harder it is to get there, right? So I think even half a percentage point means I have a long ways to go, but those reviews absolutely help me get there. All right. Thanks for being here, everyone. Have a fantastic day. Bye. If you like this podcast, then you will love my Get Over Divorce book. It is packed with the tools that I use to help my clients fast forward their divorce healing and reclaim a more fulfilled, independent new life. It's only $4.99 and it's an instant download. Plus, you get the audio version for free and two other amazing bonuses, all designed to help you redefine your post-divorce journey on your terms. Grab it now at getoverdivorce.com.